This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 310 for the week of September 16th, 2012. Welcome back, Internet. This is Khan Azen Ashu. Podcast. Uh, why I'm racist. The podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Khanzenshu.com. That works, too. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Howdy, hi. It's been a couple of weeks. I actually, it has. Like, do I, do I, what do I say here? I kind of forgot Labor that. Labor Day, you know, births. Not ours, but... There's been a lot of stuff going on in the world of Kanzenshu that has prevented us from bringing you an episode. But, 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 here we are right now. And I just realized that the washing machine is still coming to a close in terms of a cycle. Yeah. So there's water in the background, but that'll end. And no, that's just the waterfall we keep in the basement. It's the waterfall. <laughs> We're doing our meditation training underneath exactly. the waterfall here. Uh, Mary, it's been months a while. And eons <laughs> since we've last spoken with you right. here on the show. Thanks for joining me here. Good to be here. It's weird. Like, I don't go in the basement anymore because it freaks me out. It gets my nose stuffy. We all know so this. So I feel like, oh, it's a whole segment of the house I have not really been into in <laughs> a while. Kind of It almost feels like I'm on an excursion. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And actually, the topic is your idea. It is. So if you come up with the idea, you have to be on the show. I know. That's the rule. All right. So we got you. That leaves just me. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I bring people into my basement every week. Well, not every week lately, but uh, that is the plan every week to talk about Dragon Ball with me to fulfill my hopes and dreams and aspirations. It's your destiny. My density of talking about Dragon Ball every single week on the internet. And we're pretty good about it. Even if I'm not talking into a microphone, I'm typing about it. So I think that kind of works. Mary, we have some stuff to catch up on. We certainly have news to catch up on. I need to get caught up on news, too. I have no idea what's going on these days. Well, if you wanted to, you could read Kanzenshu.com. but... You could even add it to your favorite RSS reader. Oh, my God. You're right. I could. Because we could. don't have oh, technology you know now. I really ought to do that. Except I don't even open up my reader anymore. So well, it's a good idea in theory. many problems. Here, So we have that. We have your topic. I'm pretty sure we have a couple emails I want to get to. It's going to be a conversational episode, but full of lovely opinions My and news and all that stuff as well. Before we get to that news, I do want to tell some stories. And because it's a Dragon Ball podcast episode here at Konzenshu, and because I am talking, that means I got another Dragon Ball video game in the mail recently. Yes. Yesterday, in fact. I can't stop me. Uh, I, I can. <laughs> Take away your credit card. I suppose. <laughs> Sign up for my own. You'll never know. <laughs> uh, so I grabbed on the super cheap. Coming from Japan, the shipping was $4. That's insanity. It's insane. I grabbed what I thought was a complete, of course, with the box and instructions and all that, copy of Dragon Ball Z, which is what Japan got as our Budokai games. They were simply called Dragon Ball Z and then two and three. The GameCube version of that. I don't own the GameCube American version, and I wanted to in light of upcoming HD collection this winter for the three Budokai, well, not the three Budokai games, just one and three. We'll talk about that. Uh, I never tried the GameCube version, so I said, all right, I'll get the Japanese GameCube version. Used. Thought. I thought it was used. Came in, complete in its shrink wrap. And I know it's the original actual shrink wrap because the glossy kind of holographic, not holographic, but you know what I mean, shiny reflective Toei sticker was still on the front of it. I can't believe I got that just completely new. Like, so I broke it wide open and I played it for a little bit. 
And yeah, Budokai One's pretty janky. <laughs> it's got its issues. A little rough around the edges. It's kind of rough everywhere. But uh, it was great seeing Hedchala play with Hedchala as opposed to Rock the Dragon. That was always so awkward. And I know our European friends just got a completely different thing altogether in that game. So uh, I'm hoping to be able to, as I'm going to be reviewing the Budokai HD collection, I wanted to at least have a little bit of familiarity with the GameCube version of the first game just to see how things tied in and around. Mary, it's all for the greater good of information. Yeah, that's what that's what they say. So It all comes down to the logic of if it's under $5, I must have it. I don't know what you paid for. You won't tell me. Just frustrating. Which means it's super cheap. Here's hoping. I'll tell you when I pay significant monies. Okay. We both have different definitions of what's significant. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, we have not been around for a while in terms of a podcast. My excuse is special project in all caps has been taking up my time. Lots of other folks have been research assisting me. Did they all sign NDAs, I hope? Uh, sort of, kind of. <laughs> Signing blood. Talk about this. It was one of those, you. hey, don't talk about this. Okay, <laughs> kind of deals. Uh, I don't know how much more we can say right now, but it will be coming to you in the very near future. And by very near, I mean not like tomorrow, but this year, maybe even next month. It's going to end up being a two-part thing. I'm very excited about that. One part, eh, and then one part, eh, whatever. You'll Grunting. Yeah. Strike them all. There's grunting. You'll learn about that. That's my excuse. Heath certainly has his own excuse as to where he's been. Uh, I'll let him talk about it on his own in the future. If you've been following along on Twitter, certainly you've uh, seen what's up with the dude over there. That being said, he's still been able to pump out content. He hasn't missed a Monday animation styles guide update, and he's a jerk. That's all I gotta say. Late nights. So, I mean, if you're up at 3 a.m., you're like, eh, what am I gonna do? I guess that's what you do. I suppose. Keep cranking away at stuff. See, we're ever in that situation, <laughs> how that plays out. <laughs> all right. So, that's the stuff. We got plenty of uh, Dragon Ball things to do this episode. So, let's news it up. Lots of news. First bit of news back from uh, the beginning of the month. Mr. Ryo Horikawa attending Anime Weekend Atlanta this year. Very That's exciting. That's a week now, isn't it? That is September 28th oh, okay. to September 30th. Man, I kind of miss AWA now. Yeah. Especially if Ryo Horikawa is there. It's I shit. know. It's been a couple years since we've gone. It was always good times. Not really doing AMV stuff and kind of down the other end of our country, so it's not the most convenient thing for us to attend, but this certainly would have been a push over the edge if we had anything else going on for that convention, probably. I think be like, yeah, were, let's go. Right. If we made anything, or I don't know. But uh, he did have a video that he put up in conjunction with the convention. It's entirely in English. His English is pretty good. Nice. So you can check out uh, that there. Another update to a video game that we know nothing about a home release of that is making people upset but simultaneously excited because it continues to receive updates. And that is Zenkai Battle Royale, the arcade brawler fighter in Japan that recently received what was called the Super Saiyan Awakening update with a bunch of golden-haired forms of characters. The game as a whole received two new characters, one of which is a Super Saiyan character, Broly, in his legendary form. The other is... Yamcha! Yamcha. 
Um, so uh, this is not a game without Yamcha. That's Let's true. Just put it out there. You're always going to have Yamcha in there, and he's got some great attacks. Julian was uh, gracious enough to translate the descriptions from the Zenkai Battle Royale website, so it actually likes to read these to you because they're. Kind of hysterical. Yamcha steps into battle with his signature moves, the Rogafufuken and the Sokidan. While it looks like he can use a regular Kamehameha, it's actually a special reverse Kamehameha that can get him out of tight spots. The Rogafufuken, when it connects, can be made unblockable by holding down the buttons. With moves like these, Yamcha can really confuse his opponent. After firing this Sokidan, he can change the target as many times as he wants, allowing him to continue controlling its direction until it hits the ground or the enemy. But, as Yamcha is completely unguarded during this time, one must be careful. As is typical of Yamcha, who is easily affected by others, he can use his appeal with the start button to increase his special abilities. But if you think Yamcha is weak, you can perform the same action with the appeal counter so he gets a taste of his own medicine. Interesting. I feel like with that description, it seems like the most thought put into gameplay for yeah, right. As long as I can remember. Since Super Dragon Ball Z, excuse me. <clears throat> Just saying. So there's that. Let's take it over to uh, legendary Super Saiyan Broly here. Broly's style of attack is to pick up his opponents and use them as weapons against them. The technique of spinning around an enemy you've picked up is impossible to guard against. In this way, you can inflict major damage on both the enemy you hit and the enemy you hit them with. Oh my Remember, God. this is up to four players here. So, You can also guard with a held enemy or use your gigantic throw to launch your opponent like a missile and even make them explode. Oh or God. you can just do a gigantic driver to pile drive them into the ground over and over. Broly can also use something called the gigantic lariat to ensnare multiple opponents at once and have them at his mercy. So obviously I've been out of it for several several weeks yes yes so i've not been keeping up with the news on this game this sounds awesome like oh my god people can do things like differently from one another Uh uh-huh strategy Uh uh-huh and it's a four-player game and obviously arcade cabinets can be linked up we saw that when the game debuted but it's also playable online so you can be playing with other folks in other arcades across japan um, the game is also built on a quasi PS3 architecture, which is why Ooh. we're like, why have we not heard anything about it? We're just getting re-releases this year, really, because Kinect is just Ultimate Tenka Ichi in a Kinect skin. Budokai HD Collection is just re-releases of old games. This is a new game, new experience, although we also have Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on 3DS next year, which kind of a port of an arcade game. So this is the something new, something different. It's portable not portable but you can port it to at least the ps3 simply enough but the thing i always come back to is that well they're continuing to refine and update the arcade version of this game you know what make it great make it wonderful before you do a home port of it and i think that's a fantastic idea i agree take your time we're in, we're in no right at this That's point. For sure. Just let it be. Make it wonderful, and we'll take it when it's wonderful, rather than it being shoved down our throats at some point. So that's what's going on with Zenkai Battle Royale over in Japan. Speaking of video games and re-releases of things, we know that the Budokai HD Collection is only going to contain the first game and the third game. What about Budokai right. 2? This I actually did read on you did. your website because I was curious what they would say. And I agree with your conclusion in that it's kind of a non-answer, but at least they acknowledge the fact that it's not there, which right, right. is 
more than I guess we could have hoped for, but not really enough to get an understanding of, okay, but why uh-huh. really? Now, Budokai 2 is really interesting because I felt at the time that would have been 2003, 4, I think it was 2004, 2003, 2004. I felt like I was one of the only supporters of that game's story mode. Coming off of the first game where it was, you know, you play the fights and then cutscenes show you the story of the game. That was okay, but I've seen the show before, so I want something different. Budokai 2 was the board game style of thing where you're chasing opponents around the map and going different paths and it's got seven or eight different boards. That was novel and fresh at the time. And we haven't had many things like that since then. A lot of people want to see, from what I can gather, I want to see the show. In the game, I always come back to, I've seen the show, I've read the show, I've been playing these games for decades now, I don't need to see it again, give me a new novel type of thing. So that's why I always liked it, but Dokai 2 not included. I feel like people are starting to come around with me on this game, but also remember Budokai 2 had a lot of interesting things like... Yamahan, a new fusion, never introduced anywhere else, totally fun. That game was, yeah, it had so much innovation, but unique. Uh, Fusion of Tenshinhan and Yamcha. It had the theoretical fusion. Goku just thought about it in the manga. He was like, well, if I use the Potaro with Mr. Satan, I think the line was something like, even if I only go from 1000 to 1001, that's not going to help me. So he had a picture of what was later called Goton. It was kind of Goku with Mr. Satan's hair, but it had an alternate form of that fusion in the game, which was more of a, instead of Mr. Satan with Goku features, it was Goku with Mr. Satan features kind of thing. So it had two forms of that. Very, very cool to play around with. Uh, Boo had extra absorptions that never existed in the show, Mm. like uh, Frieza and Cell. And uh, I think he absorbed Yamcha and Tenshinhan at the same time as another one and got some of their features and special moves. Budokai 2, not a gigantic leap in terms of playability over the first game, but in terms of this other stuff and presentation, had some really, really neat things. Budokai 3 obviously took the gameplay up to the next level. I don't remember how much you remember playing I remember liking, um, out of the three, Budokai 3 the best for its art direction. Yeah, yeah, it definitely stepped things up there as well. Two was a giant step over one. Three was a little bit over two. But three introduced things like the ba- what they called the baseline key level. And that was obviously Dragon Ball games. You charge up your key meter over time. Characters had a kind of a base level where if you dip below your three, it's going to auto-regenerate up to your three. And then as you transform up, like if you transform to Super Saiyan, your baseline increases to four. So as long as you don't get knocked out of the form, your key will regenerate. So that was kind of a nice new feature of the game. It also had the ping-ponging, countering back and forth, a lot of stuff like that. So 3 is very well regarded. It makes sense that 1 and 3 are included. Poor 2 brings it all back around to... Uh, Shaq News actually had an article here. Namka Bandai Senior Global Manager, Brand Manager, Jason Enos. I know that name. Uh, here's the quote regarding why two is missing. No, but when you look at the three games, one and three are actually more straight up fighting games. Two is a fighting game, but it also introduced some other elements of gameplay that kind of broke off the fighting aspects a little bit, he attempted to explain. So when we finally decided which games to go with, obviously fans love different ones, but we decided we would bookend the compilation 
because the first game set up the Budokai series to find what it was, and the third game was a final resolution of the Budokai games. That's I think a bullshit answer. He's kind of mincing definitions and stepping around things. Budokai 2 was no a game. less a fighting game than the two games that surrounded it. Maybe he's trying to talk about the story mode there and how that was pretty significantly different from the other two, but that doesn't take away from the fighting of the fighting game. And then a lot of people come in and it's like, yeah, Budokai 3, Final Resolution, Infinite World kind of even further refined Budokai 3. It's kind of like Budokai 3.5. Took away a couple of characters like Oob, but added in a bunch of other characters, some more GT stuff. So now it's like, well, if you're super, super, super hardcore into the fighting engine of that series, you want an HD remaster of Infinite World. So there's kind of everyone's picking and thinking different things about this series. And depending on what it is you like the most and played the most, maybe you're excited, maybe you're disappointed. I come back around to it seems like we're getting a complete musical replacement in this HD collection. What is the Budokai games? without Kenji Yamamoto's music, yeah. which is, what is Kai without Kenji Yamamoto? Kai without Kenji Yamamoto's music is just Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. Budokai without Kenji Yamamoto's original music is, and then upscaled into HD, it's almost the same thing that happened to Kai. It's just, do I really need this? The original's over there. Exactly. And I'm also concerned, it seems, from menu stuff and other things people have noted. Yeah, it's going to have the Japanese voices, but Budokai 3 got a couple extra things through its Japanese release and then the Greatest Hits re-release over here. A couple extra costumes. Goku with a halo, Piccolo Daimao, Trunks with his long hair and his sword, uh, and I think mouths moved on the menu screens. A couple other little things. It doesn't look like it's going to have those extras. So, is this truly the best version of Budokai 3? Yeah, it's running in HD and widescreen. This is a, a tough situation for fans of these games. Do we really need all this stuff? I don't know. Mary, I guess good for people who haven't bought who the Who haven't games. played it. Yeah, you can check it out. But it's not going to be the same experience. I don't think people are looking for that. They want it to fill up their widescreen television. I'm pretty sure Budokai 3 actually ran progressive. It didn't mm -hmm. run widescreen. But anyway, the biggest news probably of the last couple of weeks, a new character introduced in Dragon Ball Heroes, taking it back over to arcade games in Japan. This is the card-based fighter strategy sort of thing based on the old Budokai engine. Janemba seems to be infected by baby, and that is from Dragon Ball GT. New form here. Uh, initially, I wrote baby Janemba, but the kind of actually says Janemba baby. So I'm probably going to go with Janemba baby for his official name here. Kind of just looks like Janemba with a couple little like I couldn't tell arms. the difference. No, it's tough to tell, especially on the bad uh, scan of the, yeah, the I think card that's here. Why. But uh doesn't look too much different. I think some gameplay footage has leaked at this point. He's just got Janemba's moves, maybe some other stuff. I don't know about this one. Part of me is like, all right, that, that's kind of cool. That's all right. It's not new, though. It's not. I mean, it's two existing characters fusing. It's not like, here's a new character like they did with Hachiak back in the day. So it's just kind of, let's toss these two completely random, unrelated characters together. I think that's all they got left. That's, I've seen that tossed around quite a bit. It's all I got. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's yeah, kind of okay. Love to see it. One of the new super rare cards, so you get a chance to get the card as you play the game, kind of like the old uh, new Super Saiyan 3 forms and all that stuff from Heroes. I don't know. Janemba baby. Sure. It's like another what if type thing. Yeah, it is. And I'm down with that. Me too. 
I'm all up for experimentation. Maybe he'll show up if we get a Raging Blast 3 or we'll see. anything like that in the future. That's the news. <laughs> Weird. Interesting. Mostly video game related, but some other More things change than where they stay the same. Yeah, right? Right. All right, Mary, we're heading on over to our topic here, which we haven't even introduced. Yes. So let's not introduce it until we talk about it, which is right now. So when I'm on the show, I like it to be very conversational. I'm terrible with facts and research. I leave that up to the pros. I prefer to talk more casually about in-universe stuff or experiences with the fandom, which in this case, I guess that's what this conversation's about. So let me just take it back to what sparked this idea. I believe it was this past week. Mike and I, we were at the local gym and... I was inside a studio doing a group class and I happened to glance out to like the main gym area where there's like the treadmills and ellipticals and all that. And I see a bright orange shirt. And at first I think, oh, I know that shade of orange. Wouldn't that be funny if that's a Goku shirt? I kind of look at the shirt a little bit more and I see on the back the uh, Kaiosama logo. Yeah. Like, oh my god, a news for a Dragon Ball shirt. How fun. Uh, Did then you I, say it with that goofy voice? In probably your head. in my head, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta focus. I'm in a class here. I gotta, I gotta stay in line. Get it together, Mary. Get it together, Mary. So the class ends, and I'm making my way back to the ladies' locker room to get my stuff. And then and I he's see, in the ladies' locker room, and it's very awkward. And Goku's there. And I'm like, oh my god, Goku, take off your shirt. No, um, I think I was leaving the locker room, and then not one, but two dudes wearing those shirts. I guess they came as buddies. They're walking in the opposite direction as me, and they said something to the effect of, you know, it's it's embarrassing enough wearing this shirt, but now we're wearing it together on the same day. And I kind of think to myself, should I say something? Like, no, I should totally say something. This is one of those moments where... It's like me when I'm out and about and I hear people talking about Dragon Ball. It's like, excuse me, I actually run this website I about know. Dragon Ball. Well, I didn't go that far. I wanted okay. to, but I just kept it cool. Yeah. So... I kind of turn around because at that point I already walked past them and I kind of shout at them. I was like, I know what you're wearing. That's awesome. That's not any better. You're just yelling across. <laughs> I know what your shirt is. Yeah, well, I couldn't think of what else to say okay. in the heat of the moment. All I right. didn't want to be like, your Goku shirt. Oh, la, 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 la. And they kind of like loud. They're like, yeah. So I just thought it was interesting in that like. They're talking to each other about being embarrassed about wearing this shirt, uh-huh. probably not expecting this this young woman walking by to actually get what it is they're talking about. I mean, sure. what are the odds? Yeah. But then you brought up, well, Dragon Ball's a lot more popular than I think I realize, you know, in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we, we have this position perspective doing this website, and you had your own website, the show for so many years. I mean, I've been doing my website for 14 years now. Dragon Ball is such an integral part of my life that it just is. We talked about this before, though. For a lot of people in North America, Dragon Ball was just a show that was on TV. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool show. And they watched it. And maybe they got and really into it. maybe they bought the t-shirts. It. Maybe they bought the t-shirts. And now especially it's with Kai coming back around as a nostalgia show for them. Just like when I was buying the Ninja Turtles DVD sets. Like, oh yeah, I love Ninja Turtles. I'm going to buy the sets. And I didn't get any shirts or anything like that. But Dragon Ball is that to a lot of people over here. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm leading up to is kind of a two-fold statement is, one, if you're going to buy, you know, merchandise or clothes or anything like that and wear it in public, mm-hmm. 
how much are you like these guys and thinking about, oh, am I a little self-conscious about this? Or, or is anyone out in the public going to get what I'm wearing? Or because it's such a subtle design, it's just an orange shirt with the the Kaiyo-sama logo yeah. and the, and the Kame-sinin logo. It could just be a shirt and anyone in the know who right. happens to be me and walking by and Chuck was like, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the phrase I hear tossed around occasionally for something like that is social currency. And it's the kind of thing where it's exactly as you said. If you know what it is, it's one of those things where you just exchange that like nod at each other. See, that's what I, I did it. when I was in the class, but then I realized like the guy wasn't facing me because he was right. on the treadmill. So and I'm like, I, and I'm I don't like, want you nodding at other men across the gym. So that would be weird. <laughs> I think actually um, we did pass each other twice. It was when I was going to the ladies' locker room. They, they weren't saying anything. I kind of like nodding and smiling. I probably looked really creepy. And then it was on mm-hmm. the way back that they were talking about, you know, okay. you know, I'm wearing this shirt and I'm a little embarrassed. And, okay. Or something like that. So, or actually said something finally. The way th- there's a couple ways to approach the questions and the conversations. And something that I was expressing to you before we were recording is that I'm really afraid of approaching this from an older perspective and kind of a demeaning tone to it, where it's I would never wear, I would never be caught dead wearing that. Ob- like those, what were those shirts that Suncoast always oh, had? Oh man, like, I had like five of those shirts and I use them all as pajamas now. No, I'm not talking about just the t-shirts, like those button shirts. Oh, like the Hawaiian style yeah, like shirts? Yeah, like I would never, this is the thing where it's tough, where I want to say I would never be caught dead wearing something like that. Just because you're tacky. But, well, see, and you're going in that direction. Because I'm a girl and I care more about fashion than I guess the average anime fan. And the average male anime fan does, exactly. But, and I don't want to condemn people. No. But at the same time, you and I have always said there's something very important about being able to fake it in public and act as a respectable member of, right, productive member of society. What I was looking to get out of this conversation was not belittling, you know, choices in fashion. It's what kind of workarounds can you do to express your fandom in public? Well, let's. And what level of embarrassment are you willing to endure? And I think what's important is that. Over, or, do, or, or do you not be embarrassed? Like, not fuck care. him, I, I, I'm into what I'm into. There's I'm going to wear what I want. To wearing it on your sleeve, not literally, but metaphorically, just putting it out there and being like, yeah, what up? I mean, even you have one of those subtle shirts. You have a Senzu bean shirt that you wear to the gym. Yeah, wear that to the gym. Yeah, mm-hmm. people, I'm sure a lot of people actually bought that shirt. That was one of those T-Fury deals. But let's take it back in age a little bit, because I do think when you're younger, you can get away with it, and it oh, means yeah, more. yeah, yeah, I got a perfect example of that. Think about before Dragon Ball was super mainstream here. It was barely in syndication i know you and i both made t-shirts and even bought a couple t-shirts i went to hot topic and it was a baseball style t-shirt for girls where it's got like it's a it's a short sleeve t-shirt and on the armbands there's stripes and then it's like a v-neck collar Mm -hmm. and there was an iron-on from the boo era right like the characters and the logo and i was just in the dbz at the time there was no official t-shirt merchandise so i saw it at hot topic i'm like i must have this i wore it proudly to school yeah yeah or on weekends because no one knew what the hell it was it looked like a cool bootleg shirt yeah and there were a lot of of those uh kick-ups what was the i don't know what you're referring to fake brand back then with the early anime stuff i don't know oh man someone's yelling at their iphone right now like what how do you not remember this? But yeah, I think, and I did the same thing too with my friend that I got into the show with in 1996. I did an iron-on transfer of that classic shot 
of Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. I think it's a title page shot where he's just standing tall and he's got his fist clenched in front of him and it said Dragon Ball Z on the side of it. I think in Kana, not even in English. And I made myself a t-shirt of that. And I wore that thing into the ground because at the time, it was not like you were wearing a popular TV show shirt. It was a hip and cool underground thing. Exactly. It wasn't like, I got a cartoon shirt. And then it got progressively more popular. And I remember buying... Funimation licensed right. t-shirts. Yeah, I, I'd certainly have one of those dark navy blue ones. We had the same one. Yeah, I think it said Dragon Ball Z on the front and then it had the big picture on the back. That I don't was, know if it was one of the Hedgehala shots, yep, but yep. it was character group. I had that shirt as well. I still I, have it. I, mean, I know you certainly have yours. It's in good condition. Yeah, see, I wore mine into the ground. I was ninth grade around then or yeah. something like that. I don't know. but And I do remember wearing that in public. I don't know if I wore it to school, but I certainly wore it out and stuff but that's around the point that i stopped wearing those things but think about that that's also you're getting into your later years of high school and everyone's got issues in high school so you want to be the coolest mofo on the planet is wearing a dragon ball z shirt in high school in the late 90s the best way to accomplish what you think in your head is what you want to be i like i don't even know how to phrase that these things come and go in phases i mean with the the time frame that we were describing with our, our bootleg shirts and our iron-on shirts that was early enough, both in fandom and our, our teen age. years, yeah. that we can get away with being like, oh, it's cool and subtle and no one knows what this is. And yeah. then, oh my God, it's popular. I think it's coming around full circle again where there are those more subtle... The social currency type design. Right. We've where seen it's like It's not overtly in your face. Oh, it's a Dragon Ball it's shirt. It's that shirt. So you it's can, the Senzu shirt. You can live out your fandom and... And still be like, oh my god, this is a cool shirt, and yet it's it's age appropriate, for lack of a better phrase. I think that's really important, too, because we are at an age where we have to dress professionally and be our age, of course. And but there are certain outlets where it, I guess it's like okay. The like the gym, exactly. I mean, I got a gym t-shirt, which I haven't worn it, but I bought it because it was gym merchandise. But I wouldn't wear it out unless it was like underneath like a blazer or a jacket or something. And that's the look I'm trying to go for. Mm. But it's interesting. So it's interesting just hearing like other people in that public capacity, having like the same fears that I may have also had about being embarrassed about wearing a certain outfit, but then being called out right then. And they're like, yeah, that's, and I think that's really important because I'm pretty sure they don't run a Dragon Ball website or anything. They are just two dudes in town, dudes in town. Right. Wearing a Dragon Ball shirt. So they've just got the, I probably used to like Dragon Ball and maybe I still do. Maybe they still have always kept up with it. I don't know. Maybe they're listening to this show right maybe now. Maybe they're completely embarrassed. And they're like, oh my God. Or they're like, yeah, that was me. I don't know. I don't know what this sounds like. I'm sorry, dudes. I was grasping at straws for topics and I thought no. of you and well, you're cool in my book. I'm not making fun. How else do you want to approach this? Is there anything else to say about it? Just Other than merchandise, what, what else? What could you wear or display or have today that you would feel comfortable it's with? It's different because it's not like I'm in high school anymore where I plastered my daily planners or my textbooks with stickers. Yeah, yeah. Because I did buy all the stickers. I did too. Bootleg or otherwise and... and you know, put them all over my stuff. And I didn't mind. I mean, even inside my locker, I had printouts taped to my, you know, locker door and, yeah. and all that. And it was a conversation piece. If someone happened to walk by and noticed, you know, oh, it's Sailor Moon, it's oh, Dragon it's Ball, whatever. Yeah. Um, but other than like um, apparel, I guess the only other thing that you could have are either like decor keychains. We certainly, I've said certainly so many times this episode. I apologize. 
We definitely, absolutely, keychains are good. Have keychains. A lot of them are just hanging around the house rather than on our. Because do you still have a decapitated trunk set? I do have a decapitated trunk set, and I shit you not. I considered throwing it out this week, and I did not have the heart because no. it is a decapitated trunk's head, not by choice. No, there used but to be. I don't trunks. have. There used to be a body. I buried the body. For as long as I can remember, there hasn't been a body. No. No, it broke off pretty early after but I was given it. There are also things like maybe your phone case could have a you know symbol what? or something like that. Absolutely. And I remember at work, someone, uh, a new employee came in and their iPhone cover had the straw hat symbol on it. Mm. I was like, oh, you're into one piece? He's like, one piece what? Like a one piece bathing suit? I was like, oh, well, it's your cell phone case. You have the straw hat pirate symbol on it. So I just thought you were into one piece. He was like, no, I saw this in Bangkok. I thought it was a cool design. Yeah. I was like, damn it. I thought I had something. Yeah, yeah. But um, even things like that that are you can use in your everyday life. Shot glasses, and even. That's, yeah, that's a great one. But I was going to say, your example is perfect where it's, that person wasn't even a fan. Obviously, this stuff can pass as normal. That's just a thing. That's a, just a graphic design on this item. And it comes back around to that social currency where you thought you had a connection. I know. There. And I was trying to make nice with this person because I had a bad reputation. I'm like, oh, I have an <laughs> in with this person. They're an anime fan. Great. Um, was wrong about the One Piece, but apparently they were big into Robotech. And uh, I say Robotech, not Macross on purpose. Because at the time, I had just finished watching Macross, and I was uh-huh. using all, like, the original character names, and he's talking yeah. all about, like, Roy, or not Roy, his name is Roy. Um, <laughs> what, were the na- what were the names they changed? I don't know, we didn't like, watch Robotech, Rick we Hunter. Macross. Rick Hunter, I think. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, Rick Hunter, sure. And <laughs> That's what you're talking about. And weren't you like, yeah, you need to watch Do You Remember Love? <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me get you a copy of that. I never did. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't um, show me his giant robot in his office. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to come down there no. and have a talk? Uh, so what other things? I want to pull this out of you. So we've talked about things like a t-shirt with maybe a subtle design. We've had a couple great examples of that. A phone case, keychains, shot glasses. I mean, those aren't going to be out in public. So You know what one of my favorite ones is? And it's because it's it's not an everyday thing. It makes it more special, uh-huh. especially because, you know, with our own household now, we can start our own traditions, our own things, is that we have uh, one or two Dragon Ball Christmas ornaments. Absolutely. Like, that is just fun on a bun, as, well, a, as a bender would say. We talked about, I think, some of these in the past. One, I know, is just, it was a Funimation-licensed Christmas ornament from back when they were merchandising the hell out of the show. And I apologize if we've talked about this before. I believe we had a topic one time about, what's your favorite Dragon Ball merchandise? And I know it's kind of Probably going that. into that territory yeah, yeah. a little bit, but as as a product of something that I am not ashamed of and will hang proudly on my Christmas trees. Christmas tree. trees are, you can do whatever. Yeah. And it's in our own house. But also more recently, I know we've talked about this, I completed my Sparking pre-order bonus collection. I got the first two when I pre-ordered Sparking and Neo. My Meteor pre-order didn't come with it for whatever reason. But I did get the little Shenlong in the um, glass case thing. It's a little tiny, but it acts as an ornament. So that's where that's going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. The uh, clock and capsule pen are actually right down here. So uh, so what other types of... Is there anything else? I guess These are more, all like accessories. Yeah, right. I guess I want to get more to the feeling of this whole thing of whether or not you should feel embarrassed about this sort of thing. It really is just up to you and your personality because, and how much you're willing to put out there. Because I I know there's going to be people that are like, why should I feel embarrassed? I'm super into this. What's your problem? Why are you coming down on me, man? We're not coming down on you. I'm just talking. 
But I think that's a way this can be perceived where it's like, why can't I wear a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt? What's Why are you saying that's wrong if I go out in public It's like not that? wrong. It's just be prepared to be judged. Oh, and are you doing the judging? <laughs> what was I saying the other day? We were out and about. It's like, I'm judging you by what car you're driving. <laughs> and I judge people by the way they run. So <laughs> we all do this for reals, for sure's, for definitely's, for certainly's. Wow, I sound like a giant asshole now. I apologize. Yes. I, meant this, I meant this conversation to be a lot more fun. And uh, certainly it's not a, oh, my God, if you buy shirts, you're, you're wrong and you're stupid. No, that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's. What creative ways can you show your fandom publicly so while still passing way, for normal? That's the way you want to spin it. I do. Okay. I do want to take it back to, is there anything else? We've mostly talked about accessories. Is there anything else maybe that you can accessorize? I guess for like younger kids, I don't you? know if they make backpacks anymore or like lunchboxes. No, no kids wear backpacks. I've seen plenty of kids with backpacks know, in town. I'm just kidding. Okay. <sighs> I thought I had more. Oh, maybe because we do have a discussion thread every episode of our podcast here at Consentu. If you have other examples of these types of things. Either subtle or not so subtle. Or not so subtle. Like Dragon Ball Z pillows. Which we do have. Which we do have. Yeah, we will own up. I don't think they're in use they're anymore. They're not. They're in the basement on the couch that no one uses. Right. So there's that kind of stuff. All right. Did that conversation accomplish what you set out to do? Did Maybe. it cover it extensively? Enough? I don't believe we broke any new ground with what I was thinking for this topic. No, okay. no uh, corners left undiscovered, unfortunately. Okay. It, it's all coming down to personal preferences, what you're willing to put out there. And how much you're willing to have Mary judge you. I'm not going to see anybody. <laughs> and and I, I'm not even talking about a con setting, because at a con, obviously, anything goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're talking people in costumes, obviously. And, right. And great stuff like that. I'm just meeting everyday life. What so can on you, the street. What can you do to partake in your fandom while not coming off as like, you know, I'm going to the gym and I'm in full cosplay mode. I run better when I'm dressed like Vegeta. <laughs> Wearing my 10-ton boots. And I'm weight training. Clunk, yeah, exactly. Clunk, clunk, destroying uh, man, all the machinery. This weighted turbine's really killing me on the, on the treadmill it's today. Falling backwards as I'm running. Oh, good stuff, Mary. All right, so that was your topic. Dragon Ball Watch. What? Give me a watch. Who wears a watch? I don't know. Are we done with this? I think so. All right. So that was our topic this week, Mary. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Yes. Thank you, people at the gym, for sparking inspiration. For sparking. For sparking. Uh, so I think what we'll do is kind of start bringing things to a close here. Let's do that. Maybe we'll answer a couple emails. All right, Mary, you get to answer this question. Uh, okay, then I'll do my best. Uh, this came in from Bertrand 19 on our contact form. Do you know if they will do the Boo Saga for Dragon Ball Kai one day, please? Well, we are not responsible for making Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Kai or any of that, so who knows? We don't know. We don't have any inside info. Certainly, if we did, we'd share it with you guys. That being said, Kai can be seen as sort of a failure. If you choose to go that route. Came to a close early. For whatever reasons, we've talked about what many of those reasons could be. At this point, unlikely, I think. When you say failure, I know you're talking about Japan. Here, yes. though, I, I would say it was pretty successful. It got on TV. You know, all right. the sets came out. We always talked about that. Kai was a better success internationally than it was in Japan. Japan didn't need it. 
as much as places like North America. Because it's did. North America, the people that hate on the show complaining about it being too long. This is the product for them. Right. And I mean, we've had all these Kai discussions. Yeah. So many times. Anyway, but. the short answer is no. This uh, message comes from Lilliman. Uh, just wondering, are you guys going to do any more stuff with the U.S. Kai dub? Top five voice actors, new and returning, top five Dragon Soul, or a full dub review? I love the review of the first part. Love the podcast. I'm 16 now, and I've listened to the podcast since early 2010. I've listened to all the episodes twice, man. I need a life. Is that what he says, or are you just saying that? No, that's what he says. Okay. <laughs> Don't want any more of that merry judging going on no. in this episode. Interesting question. Uh, short answer, no. Long answer, so when we were in the thick of Kai, before Funimation licensed it, I believe it was myself, Mary, maybe you were there. Yeah. <laughs> yawning. Talk about Kai, you start yeah, yawning. Yeah. Even though it's not even noon, it's like brings out yawns in you. Um, myself, possibly you, I know Heath and I know Corey, we all talked about it. We talked about the complete Cyan arc of Dragon Ball Kai, I believe it was the first 17 episodes. We talked about it from a story perspective, from a cutting perspective, from music, script, all that kind of stuff. We talked about that entire arc of Kai. So, when it came time to review Funimation's first release of Kai, which was the first 13 episodes, really, we, we couldn't just repeat everything we just said, because that's what that review would have been. We just talked about all of that stuff in the first 17 episodes. This was just the first 13. So if we were going to review it, the only thing there was to review in that capacity was the new English dub. And that was absolutely a, a selling point of that set. You know that Kanzenshu, our mission is to document and spread the enjoyment love of the original Japanese version of Dragon Ball. That's what we're here to do. So in that case, if we're going to review it, all there was to review was the English dub. I haven't watched the English dub beyond that, knowing that I didn't do any reviews of Kai beyond just that first set. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, this is what it is. All right. In fact, I only bought the first four volumes of the domestic release of Kai set five is when the music shift happened. It's like, well, I'd, don't really care about that. I want the broadcast versions of these episodes. So, didn't really watch it. Not that I don't care about it, but it doesn't, you know, guys, it doesn't affect us, the, the English dub. I know a lot of people are watching it on TV, enjoying it. We're not going to review it. And especially at this point, it's just done and over with. Kai's over. I, I guess we can say that Frieza was fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've been saying people who exclusively watch an English dub of Dragon Ball Z only now for the first time know who Frieza is. I agree. Not that I watched a dub. I mean, it's no, hard for I mean, me to say that, but from what I've watched, right. we just spot it blew my mind. I we was like, in, oh, they get it. They <laughs> fucking get it. I love it. We were in like, I remember when, whenever we go to a wedding, it would be that morning of the wedding. Like, all right, what's on <gasps> That's TV? so true. Yeah. Like <laughs> and Saturday, Kai's always on yeah, in the morning. Yeah, we were in the, the hotel. It's awesome. So that's the only time we would ever see anything later on. And it was always great hearing Kikuchi. I mean, even though it was replacement score, hearing Kikuchi music on TV again. It's like, ha, ha the it. kids get to listen to this. <laughs> So I think that's the answer there. No, we're not going to cover it. I don't know what else I could say. I couldn't give you an answer. I think also the main stuff. reason that we did do the dub in addition to it being like the only feature we could talk about, otherwise we'd just be talking story and cuts again. Right. Was that at the time, the selling point for the dub was like a new accurate English script. And then if I understand correctly, they kind of strayed away from that in the later releases. So it was even less of an incentive to right. be subjected to that. Absolutely. If it's back to hokey writing and jokes. I know. I just saw this popping up on the forum, but set 
One, two, three, four. So it's season three, I think it is, collecting volumes five and six just came out. And a line that was, because you know there was the uncut version, quote unquote uncut, that was on the home release. And there's also been the two different TV edits, the Mm -hmm. CW and the Nicktoons whatever. And sometimes there are different lines between all three. One line. so confusing. Well, it confused them in production as well. From what I understand, this line was never meant to be in the uncut version, but it was one of those things where someone gets hit or killed. Is it the dude, my truck or something like that? Or groans from bodies that are supposed to be dead? Something like that was left in the uncut release on the home version. And it's still there on the re-release set. So if Funimation's English dub is going back in that direction, uh, I don't want to say carelessness and that is difficult stuff. to get. It's very keep difficult. Track of. I understand that three different versions, but there's what are we gonna? We're gonna be sounding like we're in 1999 again. No one wants to hear that. So, and it doesn't affect the Japanese version. I've already talked about this too long. I think yeah. that's our answer yeah. there. Gave it too many too many minutes right there, <laughs> uh, folks. If you have questions, comments. All that stuff. There's so many ways you can do it. The easiest, perhaps, is just the contact form on Kanzenshu. Visit the website. Click that contact link in the upper right of the site. But, Mary, if people would like to connect with us, we do have Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. I guess I would ask you to say them aloud. The easiest is probably visit Kanzenshu.com and click the links. Okay, you just said it. So what's the website address? Spell it. K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U.com. You nailed it. I you did. Got it. You I t- did. Without you a- totally know where I live. I know. Good job. Good job. So that's our episode this week. I had a good time. Me too. Glad. Get back into the I want to try on all my shirts and see if I can still wear them. Do you still have a lot of Dragon Ball shirts? I do. I have four. <laughs> what? I have like two or three Trunks ones and one group one. Yeah, I guess you do. I think both my Trunks ones, because I use those the most for pajamas and stuff, they are... They have holes in the armpits and the collar's uh, all torn yeah, up. Gross. You know what I want right now? I want, lunch. I want me some lunch. <laughs> I knew it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Which lunch do I want? Oh, shit. I don't like where this is going. Let's end this conversation, please. Uh, Blonde. Check out Team Four Star just did Movie 5. Website on our site has various animation style guides, updates. Heath's been doing some stuff in the Daizenshu sections. Lots of stuff over there. When Heath is back, we'll talk more in depth about some of the stuff he's been doing. I think he did Ebisawa over in the animation styles, guys. So you can check out the awfulness alongside some of the other awesomeness from before. Konzenshu.com. Mary, thank you for joining me. Pleasure to be here. You got Mary over there. You got Mike Vegito EX over here. This has been episode 310 of our podcast. 310 Crazy. of our podcast. We'll check it back next week for 311. We'll try to get things a little all mixed up. We'll be down with that episode. Of, I don't know a single other 311, 311 song. song. They did a Cure cover. That was a thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What? Original stuff? I only remember all mixed up. Didn't you do a video to I that? I did. About Fusion. Yeah. I went there. We done. We are so done. All right, later folks, we'll check you next week. Have a lovely one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.